It's the oldest story in the world. One day, you're 17 and planning for someday. And then quietly, without you ever really noticing, someday is today. And then someday is yesterday. And this is your life. Welcome to a recap of A Week in Tree Hill. A Week in Tree Hill is an extended convention event hosted by Friends with Benefit Charity Events that brings the cast of One Tree Hill to Wilmington for, in this case, a week and and creates and hosts events for fans like me to participate in sort of One Tree Hill-esque things with the cast of the show. The event takes place at the actual building that served as Trick for, uh, I was going to say all nine seasons, but I guess Trick wasn't really introduced until season two or three. The cast is there. You can purchase photo ops. You can purchase autographs. They did a very fun boy toy style auction to bid on a meet and greet with your favorite cast member. But basically it's what I would refer to as like a completely immersive experience into the world of Tree Hill. To give you a a feel for who was there and how robust this event was, I'm just going to quickly Read off cast members' names. Allison Munn, Amber Brooke Wallace, Austin Nichols, Barbara Allen Woods, Bevan Prince, Brett Claywell, Colin Fickles, Colin Moss, Daphne Zuniga, Elizabeth Harnois, Gavin DeGraw, ever heard of him? Grace Holcomb, Jaden Earl, Jana Kramer, Lee Norris, Robbie Jones, Scott Holroyd, Chantel Van Santen, Sharon Lawrence, Stephen Coletti, Vaughn Wilson, Bethany Joy Lenz, James Lafferty, Chad Michael Murray, Hillary Burton. That's like basically the entire cast. This was an incredible event that I was extremely fortunate to get to attend, and I brought along my best friend Jordan. We had, I think, what is going to go down as one of the most incredible weekends of my life um, as a One Tree Hill fan. When I think about the impact that One Tree Hill has had on my life, it sort of can't be overstated that it has changed a lot of things in my life. I have a lot of friends that I know because of the show. I get to experience incredible weekends like this in Wilmington. Um, I'm constantly meeting new people who loved One Tree Hill. My husband has gone out of his way to celebrate my love for the show. I have One Tree Hill themed tattoos. I mean, like I said, it's a big deal. And I don't think I'm the only person who feels that way. Clearly, people there love the show. People there fly from France. They come from all over to get to experience this. And I'll get into what makes Friends with Benefit and and their founder, Ray, so different and, and how they've created such a unique experience. But before I do that, I want to share an interview with you that I did with a guest at at a week in tree hill she and i were sitting next to each other at the bar her name's jenna we started chatting i complimented her tattoos she complimented mine and it turns out that she was in wilmington for a super unique reason and i think it really speaks to how much people love one tree hill and the opportunity that was created for jenna so here you go Uh, my name is jenna boyder and i'm from st augustine florida And you are visiting Wilmington, North Carolina. You are at the Friends with Benefit Week in Tree Hill. But you also came up into town for a pretty unique reason. You're actually on like a working trip. Can you tell me more? Yeah, so I'm a tattoo artist and the like best part about the job is that I can travel anywhere that I want to and find like a shop that I love um, and guest spot there. So if I'm doing anything, you know, traveling, I'll just find a shop that I really like. And so I found a spot here in Wilmington, which it's my first time in Wilmington. So um, yeah, it was really awesome. And did you come here specifically, like, to specialize in anything maybe One Tree Hill related? Have you done a lot of One Tree Hill tattoos this weekend? Yes, I think I did maybe 12 uh, One Tree Hill tattoos. But yeah, I did a flash sheet for One Tree Hill. I knew that I was coming here for the event, and um, I knew a lot of people were wanting to get One Tree Hill tattoos. So I drew up a whole flash sheet and posted that, and um, I, I kept pretty busy the whole time I was here. Can you tell me what's on the flash sheet? Yes, so there's a Naily bracelet that's in an infinity sign for the always and forever. Um, there's a Brooks uh, red door, so the girl behind the red door. Oh, cute. Um, there's an abstract kind of outline of like the woman 
Wellington Bridge and um, a couple other things, but, you know, kind of things that are subtle, like an outline of a raven, so it's not, like, in your face, yeah. One Tree Hill, just more, if you're a fan, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and for anyone listening who's never gotten a tattoo, can you explain the concept of a flash sheet? Yes, so a flash sheet is just like a, a little set of designs that are usually kind of like little, we call them bangers, but basically it's something you can get within 30 minutes to an hour, a small tattoo that you can just like fill in a spot. Um, and usually they have a theme to them, so sometimes it can be like Halloween or, you know, anything like that. But so it, the flash sheet is just all about a certain theme. I saw a lot of people doing uh, like flash sheet fundraisers for like Planned Parenthood or things like that where you could get a tattoo and the money would go to a fundraiser. But sure. I think it's super helpful that you're a fan of the show too, right? Because you're, as you're tattooing, you know, there's nothing worse than going to ta- get a tattoo and you tell the tattoo person what you want and they like kind of make the dumb face at you. Yeah. So like you being a fan of the show, do you ever have moments when you're tattooing someone where you're like sort of in on how special it is for them? Yeah, absolutely. So I actually flew up here by myself, and um, it was really cool to tattoo everyone before the show or for the conference because I got to meet everybody. Yeah. So we got to talk about who's our favorite person we're excited to meet yeah. um, and, and kind of bond over that. And then when I showed up here by myself, I kind of had people already like to talk to. So so there were other tattoo artists in the shop that were doing One Tree Hill tattoos, but they didn't really know the show and weren't familiar with the designs. So um, I feel like there wasn't really that connection there. So for me to have my clients come in and be able to like chat about it the whole time and make them feel comfortable and to also just be really excited about it together was really cool that's so awesome and who are you most excited to meet today uh, I'm a big fan of Hillary so that was my my biggest excitement but then I um, I love meeting Austin he made me feel really comfortable like from the beginning so that was really cool yeah do you have a thing for babes with curly hair yeah I, I mean a- you are one yeah <laughs> I have a thing for all the babes here yeah everybody yeah. was amazing yeah it's been a really fun weekend I've been to a lot of these and this is I think the most well-run event I've ever been to. So are you doing any more tattoos this weekend? Um, No, I'm actually heading home Tuesday uh, to St. Augustine, Florida. So yeah. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me. How can we see your work? Yes, so I'm actually um, opening a studio in St. Augustine called Ink and Barley, which is uh, is half tattoo studio, half craft beer. So there's like a cool little fusion of that in downtown St. Augustine. So if you're ever in Florida, um, definitely check that out. But uh, my Instagram is Jenna Boyder, and then I do a lot on TikTok, so you can find me um, at Jenna Boyder as well. Cool. Thanks so much. And yes, if you're wondering, I was very disappointed that I met Jenna on the end of her trip and not the beginning because I would have given just about anything to have such a badass woman give me a One Tree Hill tattoo. But she was incredible. And thank you, Jenna, for, for chatting with me. What a absolutely cool person you are. So I mentioned that Friends with Benefit really does everything totally different. If you've ever been to a convention before, whether it's Comic-Con, Walker Stalker, anything, or, or something super niche like One Tree Hill. It's probably been in a convention center. It's probably had generic Q&As. You've probably waited in line, taken a picture. It lasted about 12 seconds, and then that was it. And I can promise you that everything that Friends with Benefit had ever done is the complete contrast to those sort of stale, sterile convention environments. So I mentioned this event took place at Trick. So when you're waiting in line to go in, you're waiting in line like you're going to go see a show at Trick. And maybe in this weekend you were. Not only did Gavin DeGraw play there, but they had a concert that included Jana Kramer, Bethany Joy Lenz, Kate Vogel, and Tyler Hilton. So these are all musical artists that we've seen on the show And now we're seeing them live in Trick playing the songs they played on the show. I used the word immersive earlier, and that really is what it is. You are being thrown into Tree Hill and experiencing it for a weekend. The the whole thing takes place in Trick. I mentioned there was a boy draft. There was a dare night. There was a fashion show that Sophia Bush was supposed to be hosting, but she got sick and couldn't be there. But I would say the thing that really sort of blew people's minds, myself included, was the basketball game. Obviously, One Tree Hill is a basketball show. It it was sort of the, the center of this One Tree Hill universe. And to sit at Laney High School in the Michael Jordan Gymnasium, where Michael Jordan went to school, and watch James Lafferty, Chad Michael Murray, Brian Greenberg, Robbie Jones, Brett Claywell, who played Tim, I mean, Lee Norris... Colin Fickle, like, they commentated the game, Mouth and and Jimmy Edwards. They wore Ravenshoops.com shirts. I'm sort of at a loss of words, even now, two weeks later, to explain how 
incredible this was. It sort of still doesn't make any sense in my mind that I sat in this gym, watched these people play four quarters of basketball. At certain points, I forgot that that's what was going on because I started yelling for more defense. And then I was like, Allie, you're a, that's not what we're doing here. <laughs> Barry Corbin was there, Coach Whitey Durham, Daphne Zuniga, and Barbara Allen Woods, who played Brooke's mom and Nathan's mom, showed up at one. There were cheerleaders wearing Ravens uniforms. I mean, I have never in my life experienced, as a One Tree Hill fan, experienced something like this. I mean, it's sort of like being a Friday Night Lights fan. I, that's that's honestly the only thing I could really equate this to, is being a Friday Night Lights fan and hitting the field or, or sitting in the stands and watching Taylor Kitsch, Zach Guilford, Scott Porter, Gaius Charles playing a football game, being coached by Kyle Chandler, and Connie Britton is sitting next to you. I mean, this absolutely blew my mind. Now, if you are a longtime friend of Hedrick Files, you have probably listened to our One Tree Hill podcasts and maybe even a recap of previous Friends with Benefit events that I've been to before. So you know that I have occasionally had the opportunity to interview cast members, and it's been absolutely incredible. Again, sort of a blow-your-mind situation where you can't believe you're sitting in front of a cast member of your favorite show getting to chat with them about that show. But nothing could have prepared me for the interview that I got to do a couple of weeks ago with Barry Corbin, who played Coach Whitey Durham. Barry Corbin is about the funniest, most warm, most gentle, yet rough around the edges man I have ever encountered. Loved being a part of the show. Loved talking about his time on the show. Uh, We kept the interview short because I wanted to be respectful of his time, but... I am now starting a campaign led by Jordan, my best friend who suggested this, that Barry Corbin should be on the Calm app. If you fall asleep during this interview, I won't even fault you because this is the most relaxing conversation I've ever had. So let's start first with sort of the beginning of One Tree Hill. Did you at the time have any idea that we would ever, however many years later, be here at a weekend like this? With- no, I had no, uh, I had no idea of that. Uh, I didn't know anything about the show. The uh, producers called my agent or my manager at that time and uh, said they wanted to see me. Uh, I guess they'd seen all the people in California that they wanted to see. <laughs> And so I flew out and, and uh, saw him at, uh, at the uh, Disney lot. And uh, they had me come in and talk. And I, I just talked to them, you know. Then they said, well, you, would you wait a few minutes? And I was the only one there. I figured there'd be you know, at least three or four people there, you know, for other actors. Nobody was there. And I waited for five or ten minutes, and they came out and said, uh, would you be interested in this job? It starts next Monday <laughs> in North Carolina. And I said, well, what is it, a pilot, or is it a series? They said, no, we're doing a pilot first. So they did the pilot, and then uh, I did that and went home. I, you know, and Then they called... Uh, few weeks later and said, uh, we're going to do the series. Well, when I got the job, I'd never uh, seen the basketball game. <laughs> that was and, my next uh, question, was how big of a basketball fan, let alone coach, so were they, you? <laughs> uh, so I, I watched as many games as I could. They were having that uh, that crazy stuff goes on in March, you know, where they put, everybody plays and they play basketball all the time. Mm-hmm. So I watched all these coaches. And I figured if if they act like that when they're not coaching, then they probably should have died of a stroke about 10 <laughs> years ago. So I figured this coach ought to be, ought to act like that when he's 
coaching, but mm-hmm. then when he's not, he's kind of just a, kind of a guy, yeah. you know. And so I, that's why I kind of played him. Well, you played him in a way that I think people felt so emotionally connected. Even people who weren't basketball fans, they Some found... Woman, a woman tonight, uh, today said that I was like uh, Jiminy Cricket. That's so sweet. That, uh, uh, that I was like Jiminy Cricket was in Pinocchio. He was the conscience. Absolutely. Yeah, you were the... You were the true north of the show, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess that's true. Mm-hmm. And I never thought of it that way. Then I went to one of these conventions, and the woman had all this stuff tattooed down her arm, <laughs> yeah. sayings of, of things that I'd said, supposedly. Wow. And I said, well, I didn't actually say those things. I mean, I said them, but somebody else wrote them. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't my original thought. If you want my original thoughts, they'll be totally different. You can put them down your other arm. (laughs) Well, she didn't take me up on that. Well, when you were filming, did it feel like lightning in a bottle? Did it feel so special? Because you have a unique, incredible chemistry with everyone you shared the screen with, from random scenes with Hillary to Chad and James to telling Paul what you thought of Dan Scott. I mean... Did it feel like electric, like like uh, it feels now? No, I, it was another series. I didn't. Uh, uh, I don't really think about those things. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm doing uh, well, there's some things that I felt were really good, and gonna, and this was one of them. I thought was going to be uh, very popular with a certain. Uh, audience, you know, and uh, so I felt like this was going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any idea we'd be coming up and having people screaming uh, <laughs> 20 years later. What do you think it is that makes it so special 20 years later? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Never? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, any of it? Well, I saw some of it when it was on, but uh-huh. I haven't seen it since. I've got to go back and look at it, see what what the, what, what all, all the, the fuss, fuss is about. about. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been really special. Thank you for sitting with me, and thank you for being here this weekend. Obviously, thank you to FWB for the time with you and the time this weekend. If you don't decide to watch it, I can assure you, it's a very no, very I special. Will. <laughs> no, I'm gonna, I, I told Joe, I said, I, you know, I've got to watch this thing because I. You know, I didn't watch it when it was on, really, that much. I mm-hmm. watched some of it, you know, little little bits of it. And sometimes I'd be watching it while I was doing something else. Yeah. But uh, I never paid a whole lot of attention to it. Well, I have one very important question, then I'll let you go. If you were ever a basketball coach, do you think you'd be the kind of basketball coach with bourbon in the bottom drawer of your desk? Uh, I probably would. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I probably would. Okay. Uh, back in those days, I wouldn't have. Now, anymore, I, you know, now I'm not, uh, not so much of a tippler anymore. Well, there were a lot of shenanigans that mm-hmm. Coach Durham had to deal with, so I understand why that was down there. But Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for everything. This was really All special. Right. Thank you so much. Thank you. I mean, come on. Barry Corbin, I think I think I called him like the true north, sort of the moral compass of One Tree Hill, at least definitely during season one. I mean, he was the one who told everybody when they were doing something right and definitely told them when they were doing something wrong. I cannot thank Ray and Brittany and the Friends with Benefit team enough for this basketball game experience. I could probably do an entire podcast going through every moment of it that feels like I'll remember forever. But at one point, Jordan and I looked at each other and said, this is a core memory. Um, and you, you aren't often lucky enough to know when those are being made. So truly, thank you. I hope you guys have seen the picture that I, t- <laughs> that I posted on Instagram of uh, Chad and James sort of walking away in the Scott jerseys. It's just, it's surreal. It, it, I, I can't even believe that it actually happened. Um, I got a lot of questions on Instagram um, about the game. And I'm going to go through in a little bit and, and run through those answers. So more to come. 
I mentioned earlier that I have a lot of friends that I have made because of One Tree Hill. You know, my best friend Melissa is the reason I started watching the show. I have so many girlfriends and guy friends and people friends that I have met because of One Tree Hill that it keeps us close. We can connect in a way that I can't connect with with other people because it speaks so deeply to us. I mean, even here on Hedrick Files, I convinced Logan to start watching it and I think that's really common with a lot of fans. They're able to say, I have people I've connected with. Or, you know, I I started watching when I was in high school and then I went off to college and I would watch and then my best friend and I would have our weekly phone date to talk about what was going on in our lives and to talk about the show. It was the like root of so many friendships growing up. And I think people even now in my 30s, people know me as the One Tree Hill Girl, which I am proud to have that title. People have found love for new bands. People have found love in real life. My next interview is actually with two volunteers that worked for Friends with Benefit that met at a weekend in Tree Hill last year and returned this year engaged. Uh, name's Eli Ruckman, originally from Richmond, Virginia. I'm Marissa Aranda, and I'm originally from Hitterdahl, Minnesota. And the reason that I am chatting with them today is because these weekends don't only provide nostalgia and fun and photos and autographs and concerts and all the other things that they do provide, but in some cases, they actually provide real-life love connections. How perfect for a show that taught us so much about love. So we're going to hear their story. So you guys met... At this event last year, and now a year later, you are back. You're both volunteering, which was not the case last year, and now you're engaged. So let's start with the story of last year. You were volunteering, yes? yes. You were not. So walk me through that. Uh, so basically, I've been working with FWB since pretty much the beginning. I've always kind of gone to One Tree Hill conventions, met a bunch of great people you always do at these events, um, made friends with uh, somebody who ended up being a volunteer at FWB during the first convention. And I was just originally attending as a guest. You know, I had photo ops and everything and autos and just there like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I was at uh, one of Michael May was doing like an acoustic show at Gravity Records. And the friend that I had made at the on show saw me and she's like, oh, hey, like, you having a good time? I was like, yeah. And she goes, well, we're actually moving some of Tyler Hilton's gear in the trick if you want to come help us. And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, why not? By all means. Go with them. Five minutes down the road, we meet Tyler Hilton. I'd met him before, but he's super, I mean, he's always been cool. But we talked, hit it off, talked to him and his manager, Corey. So helped move gear in. And then from that weekend on out, I was volunteering everything. So I've been working with them since. And last year... Marissa came in as uh, an attendee and sat down at my bar, so she can probably give me more on that story. My best friend roommate Haley and I came for Dare Night and uh, Music Bingo, and then we first saw Eli down at registration, and we were both very annoyed of him because we both wanted to volunteer, and they chose Eli over us. Um, We moved upstairs and sat at the bar, and lo and behold, Eli walks behind the bar, and he's there the entire night. We talked, and he really made like the event kind of more fun for us because we didn't know anybody here. And then Eli and I had exchanged numbers, and... So you had that weekend. You kind of weren't sure about each other at first, but then clearly had a connection. So let's talk about the vibe of these events really does lend well to, like, meeting new people and learning people. And you, But you do sort of, like, fast track to friends at these things because you all know you have this very one big thing in common that you both love. Can you tell me a little bit about how maybe your love story connected to One Tree Hill? Do you guys watch together? You said you're both big fans i know you did engagement pictures here at trick if you want to tell me any secrets about how you might incorporate one tree hill into your wedding but but before we get that far talk to me about this time last year and how the show the connections the cast the music the love fostered something new in you guys too so for me personally it took me a while to come around because i over the summer last year like beginning of summer i'd gotten out of a bad relationship it kind of put me like in a bad mental state i didn't know what i deserved what i was worthy of and worthy of love in general so i was in kind of a weird position i was kind of putting myself putting a big wall up for myself and keeping my heart and like guarded so when i met marissa i knew for sure i liked her it took me a few months to come around and realize that I love her and she's the one for me. And I'm really happy that she stuck around. She stuck with me through it all and I'm thankful. Connection-wise, we really clicked at first, you know, just talking about music and One Tree Hill. We have the same sort of sense of humor. We're both really goofy. We both value family a lot, so... 
I think my like thing with like our One Tree Hill connection, it's like really cool to me. One thing Eli did when we started dating is he made me personalized CDs. Um, and they're all, it's labeled songs to make you think of me. So then like I'll, I can play them whenever and it, it makes me think of One Tree Hill, but then also makes me bring back to like Eli. And then another thing is like, I will watch it and watch it and watch it over and over again. And for example, Dare Night, after Dare Night ended, we went home and immediately I had to watch Dare Night because I was just in One Tree Hill, Yeah, you yeah. know? <laughs> That's so sweet. I also just want to note that over the course of them answering that question, Eli noticed that Marissa wanted to talk with her hands, so he took the phone and held it for her, and it was just a very sweet moment that you can't see on a podcast. But you talked about your past relationship. I don't want to get too far into that. But it it takes a lot of us a long time to find our worth, and it's a struggle. And no one's really going to tell you your worth except for yourself. And I think one of the things that really resonates with people that are fans of One Tree Hill is this concept of what am I worth? Am I worth what other people are telling me am I worth? Or am I worth what the voice inside my head is telling me? And has the voice inside my head actually become what other people have said? Or is it still my own heart? Can you talk about a little bit just getting, maybe not getting out of that relationship, but that journey to finding yourself and loving yourself and valuing yourself and maybe how One Tree Hill had an impact on that? getting out of that last relationship. I've always been somebody who sort of like gives and gives and gives and to a fault to, at some points where I'm okay with just, you know, giving my all. And sometimes I'm blind to the fact that I'm not being reciprocated in the amount of effort and love that I'm giving out. With something, I guess with connections to One Tree Hill, something that really resonated with me is, trust me, I'm a big Leighton guy, but uh, Nathan and Haley, like that really, like he changed himself all around for her because he realized he loved her and finally realized what he wanted to be and how good of a person he could be. And I really see a lot of me and Marissa in that, that she made me a better person. And the other half of that, you know, when people always say that Nathan changed for Haley, I think a really important other side of that is that Haley didn't change for Nathan because out of the two of them, she already knew who she was and she was really steadfast in it. So when we talk about should you change for other people, no, you should always be yourself, but he did, you know, his character found a way to be a better version of who he was for her, and she didn't have to sacrifice what she believed in or what was important to her, so that's really sweet. Okay, let's talk about the now. So now, a year later, you're engaged. Well, so rewind a little bit. When he said that he it took him longer to, like, come around, I've told him time and time and again, that as much as it like sucked for me in the time that like we weren't like official or anything like that I'm so proud and appreciative of him for working on himself and bettering himself to be okay to be with me and like the fact that he was willing to work on him and grow meant more to me than anything to like know that he was like ready yeah the person you love deserves yeah rewinding more the day after we like had initially met I like told everybody that was like super close to me I'm like that's the man I'm going to marry. So now we're here. You're both volunteers. The volunteers here are sensational. I mean, there's people at photo ops. There's people holding clipboards to tell you where to go. There's people at the door. There's more security than you would believe, which makes everyone feel so safe and comfortable. And these events just couldn't happen without Raina, Brittany, and all the volunteers. But you guys are behind the bar together. Wedding on the horizon is next fall. Yeah. Yep. Next fall. Do you have any plans to incorporate anything One Tree Hill into your wedding? So we have gotten a confirmation of something that I've been working with uh, for a long time. So like I had said, with my whole connection to volunteering here yeah. is Corey and Tyler. Like Corey is Tyler's. I guess you could call him his, like his to- manager, tour manager, road manager. Yeah, so he, he, does, he does it all. He's a great guy. They're both really great guys. I love yeah. them both. With regards to Corey... I was kicking around the idea of how cool would it be if I like texted Corey because I know him and Tyler are super close and I just shot him an idea of what do you think about maybe possibly booking Tyler Hilton to play like a few songs in our first dance song at our wedding. I didn't initially hear back for a while, which Corey's busy. I don't fault him at all for that. But he's like, oh, you know, cool. That sounds like a great idea. Like I can put you in with his agent, gave me like hook me up with the email and everything. So I started that and it had been a long and arduous process. Like I had been talking to his agent and his agent was very busy. He sent me back a price quote, which I was perfectly fine with. It worked for me. I was going to do it. And then I never heard back. Like I didn't get any responses to my emails. 
So I finally just called the agency and said, hey, like, I'm still interested in booking for this date for Tyler. Like, I was just wondering. I haven't heard anything back. And the person I was talking to said, oh, like, his agent actually left the agency. Like, he's moved on to another job. But um, all of his bookings have moved to this person. So I contacted that person, left my name and number with them, never heard anything back. So we kind of, at that point, just kind of abandoned the idea. Like, we tried. We got that far. It's cool. It would have been cool, but I'm not. It's not a big deal if it doesn't happen. Fast forward to a couple days ago, I'm texting Corey and I'm like, hey, man, like, really excited to see you because him and Tyler were coming for the concert and I was like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch it again just to see one last shot and I said what do you think about possibly like do you guys want to talk about it this weekend because I kind of have hit a dead end and Corey's like yeah I'll talk to him and we see Corey the other day before Tyler comes up and he goes oh yeah we talked about it at a brunch Tyler's in wow so we have a verbal confirmation that he will be there to play our wedding and we're gonna iron out the details so and we talked we talked to Tyler about it during his photos and he was all for it. He, he's like, you know, looking forward to the date. We already told him, so That is so amazing. He's yes. all for it. Very cool. happy tears for her. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. Out. Well, thank you guys so much. I think your story is so beautiful. I love how it's connected to One Tree Hill but really stands on its own. Thank you for chatting with me. This was really cool. And um I guess we'll keep our eyes out this time next year for some very very cool pictures and videos of your sort of One Tree Hill wedding but also not. <laughs> I mentioned my beautiful friend Ray who is the founder and the executive director for Friends with Benefit charity events and I'm not quite sure I've ever met anyone like Ray. She is one of those people who makes up her mind to do something and does it. And it's rarely for herself. It is often to benefit or bring joy to other people, friends with benefit included. I mentioned that it was one of the best weekends of my life without exaggeration. And I know that there are plenty of other people who were in that room that feel the same way. I would even venture a guess that if you talk to some cast members, they might tell you that playing back in that gym at Laney High School after however many years of being there was one of the coolest experiences of their life too. So my friend Ray is changing lives, not just people who get to attend the events, but Friends with Benefit is a nonprofit. And the entire point of these events is to be able to make donations to her choice of organization, which is St. Jude. And the cast choice of organizations. So they each get to pick where they'd like some of the money to go. I say all that to say, Ray's vision is what makes these events completely unprecedented and completely impossible for anyone else to recreate. You're watching a basketball game at Tree Hill High. You're shopping at Clothes Over Bros. You're listening to music at Trick. And I'm happy to share with y'all that that last bit isn't going to change anytime soon. On the last day of the convention, thud newspapers were handed out. And if you'll recall, that was an actual thing in the show where Peyton's artwork was showcased. And on the second page, there's a headline, local nightclub to reopen after 11 years. So I'm going to read this to you, and then I'm going to explain it. Thud sat down with former bar owner Chase Adams after catching wind that Tree Hill's favorite local hotspot, Trick, has plans to reopen after 11 years. We are here to tell you that the rumors are in fact true. Adams confirms that he is in the process of selling the nightclub to Karen's Cafe waitress, Ray Augustino, and that they're still in the negotiation phase. But not to worry, Tree Hillers. While Adams may not be around full-time, he will still play bartender for special events. The idea to sell came from Adams being presented with other opportunities, he says. He just won't have time for the responsibilities of owning the nightclub, commuting back and forth to L.A. Of course, Thud was also given hints of what the plans are after the club undergoes new ownership. Augustino joined us to talk about Trick being her favorite hangout, and she was devastated when it closed. When she heard Adams had plans to sell, she said she literally jumped sky high at the opportunity to buy and reopen it. Their biggest deal was that the club returned to its original roots, being a safe environment nightclub for adults and having live bands play periodically. Trick will also be available to rent for small parties and gatherings. In past years, Trick has been known to house bands like Fall Out Boy, Jimmy Eat World, and Jack's Mannequin, and hosted gatherings such as wedding receptions and Halloween parties. 
We will keep you informed as the new ownership progresses. There is also talk of a name change to Electric, originating from the original Hunley Electric Supply sign that the building once housed, or the Comet. Augustino says she is also looking to update decor and is even talking about doing a full renovation. Again, Adams and Augustino are still in the beginning stages, so this isn't a final arrangement. But Augustino says if the deal goes through, she will need donations from the community and will most likely start a Kickstarter to help cover the cost of renovations. One of the best parts is that Augustino plans to keep the original iconic drinks like everyone's favorite, the Brain Blaster and the Brooke Davis. So, obviously, (laughs) Chase Adams is not a real person, but Ray, Augustino is. And Trick is going to become a nightclub and Ray is going to need help making that happen. So stay tuned for those details. But if you've ever wanted to experience the world of Tree Hill and you're feeling devastated that you missed these events, fear not because you might be able to go get a brain blaster or two at Trick in the near future. I mentioned that Ray is one of these people that does every great idea that pops into her head and executes it seemingly flawlessly. She's not alone. She has the right-hand woman of all right-hand women, her friend Brittany, who I also had the chance to chat with towards the end of the weekend. And I think you can hear (laughs) maybe some exhaustion in her voice, but also so much pride and so much overwhelmed gratitude for Ray, the volunteers, all the guests, all the cast, everyone who showed up to make this event happen. Uh, My name is Brittany Pertel, and I am the event team lead of Friends with Benefit Charity Events. So in 60 seconds or less, what does that mean you do? Oof, that's a lot of time. (laughs) Um, So a lot of the uh, travel coordinations, getting the celebrities here, planning their out-of-town rides to the airport, their flights, and when they land in Wilmington, their hotels, coordinating their rides to the venue. We had three venues this year. Mm-hmm. Making sure we're on schedule, keeping the drivers updated. I did the security, um, the boat permit, and the gym. So kind of the logistical planning of the event. And then at the event itself? Making sure it all stays together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Making sure nothing uh, gets set on fire. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we're talking on Sunday, which is like we're in the evening of basically the end of a week-long convention. If you could describe how this week has made you feel, what words would you use? Overwhelmed with emotion, I think. Um, You know, you go into all this planning, you don't realize how special it can be with the cast and the fans and the staff and the volunteers. I can't commend the volunteers enough. We couldn't do this without them. Long hours, but everyone was super positive and I think overly emotional. I even cried at the intro of the basketball game. So that summed it up for me in a week yeah. right there. The basketball game, Jordan and I kept discussing it. It was the mo- one of the most surreal things to be a fan of this show the way we all are and experience that. When I was telling my husband about it, he was like, it was like you just got put in the middle of an episode. That's exactly how it felt. And I think fans that were there today will remember that for a very, very long time. It was one of the most special things I've ever experienced as a fan of this show and coming to these conventions. Can you just talk about how that idea started, how the planning had to go, things like that? Absolutely. Uh, James Lafferty used to do a charity basketball game, right. and that, um, that's kind of when Ray kind of took over. Mm-hmm. So she had this idea to do it at the end of this event to like kind of sum up our last big event. Mm-hmm. So we did a lot of Googling, looking up gyms and schools, <laughs> and got a contact. We're very grateful to Laney High School. Yeah, I mean, let's not mention that you did it at Michael Jordan's high school. There's Casual. that whole thing, I'm too. from Chicago, so that's, like, a really big reference. I'm from Chapel Hill, so yeah, the two yeah, of us are the, yeah, we're the best we're uh, best fans here. Yeah. I honestly think because it's during basketball season, so it, the timing of it was incredible how we got it. Yeah. So I'm very grateful to the city of Wilmington for making that happen. So it was great. And then we picked the time. We got the guys on board. I'm very grateful to Brett Claywell and Antoine Tanner. They got us the players mm. and the male cast uh, for being willing to play after all these years. So. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was incredible. And it seemed like every single person that walked into that gym to watch the game, to, quote, coach the game, to play in the game, had an amazing time. And I think what we realized is that these weekends for cast are pretty special for them, too. I mean, you are a behind-the-scenes person. What kind of things are you seeing without, you know, spilling too much tea? What kind of things are you seeing that the cast are just 
sharing this time together. My favorite is when they arrive at Trick and they go in the green room and they, they it's ironic sometimes they don't know who's here mm. and they walk in and they're surprised by someone they haven't seen in 20 years. Like yeah. Barry Corbin being here, each cast member like went up to them and they catch up like they're showing pictures of their kids and the and it's so funny <laughs> sometimes when they're doing photos and they see new people come in we're like let's go back to the photo but it's you know it's for them too and they yeah. make it happen so that's what's special. And that's why they keep happening because if you treat the people that you need right Mm -hmm. so kudos to you guys what is next for trick and for fwb if you received a thud magazine today there is an announcement in there and without spilling too much quote-unquote tea (laughs) uh ray is going to open trick back up so it will be a nightclub um we'll keep the iconic drinks from the show we'll see where we go from here um this is definitely our last big one but the wheels are already spinning, you know, yeah. so we, uh, I will say too, like we see what works and what doesn't, we're not perfect. Um, so I appreciate everyone's also understanding with a lot of the changes and unexpected things happening. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me today. Thank you for having us this weekend. This oh, is, I've been to a lot of these and this has been the, one of the most special weekends, uh, I've experienced. I mean, from, from seeing Gavin in here to seeing, Joy. I forgot about Gavin. I know. Like, it's just been so much. Yeah. yeah. Was, I mean, Gavin was, was a trick. Really Joy, Kate, Jana, Tyler, the basketball game. It's just it, what you've put together is unbelievable. Yeah. And so. I want to add one last thing, too. Um, we do hope Sophia um, feels better very oh, soon. Yeah. And we're very grateful to Hillary for stepping in, mm. Chad for stepping in, Jana stepped in, Austin stepped in. Like the cast, they came together so fast. Yeah. Um, so really grateful for them. And then the fans and volunteers and FWT. And you guys. Yeah, go Ravens. Go! <laughs> Woo! If we are Instagram friends, then you have probably seen that I got this little like Ravens basketball paddle. I used it as a fan in the gym because it was hot and I was sort of shook. But I got it signed by James Lafferty, Chad Michael Murray, and Brian Greenberg and hosted a giveaway on my Instagram. And part of how you entered was by asking a question about the weekend. So I'm going to go through and answer some. Um, if we're not Instagram friends, you can follow me at Hello Allie Evans. And if you have One Tree Hill stuff on your profile, I'll probably follow you back. I'll definitely follow you back if you have One Tree Hill stuff on your profile. Okay, first question is from my friend Kylie, one of my One Tree Hill friends that I would not know without the show, said, I'd love to know what your personal highlight was. My personal highlight was getting to spend this incredible weekend with Jordan. Kylie and Jordan are also friends, so she knows how special this whole situation was. I can't believe we got to do all the things that we got to do and see all the things that we got to see and take pictures with cast. And there's something so special about what that weekend was, but it's made even more special because I got to share it with Jordan. My friend Kelsey asked what was the most most memorable moment from the event. I don't want the basketball game to be my answer for everything. So I would have to say that hearing Gavin DeGraw sing, I don't want to be in trick. (laughs) I'm speechless. I'm still speechless. It's been two weeks. I'm not a person who is ever speechless. Tears in my eyes, tears in the eyes of all the people around me. I mean, if you haven't watched the whole show, you probably have if you're listening to this, but he sings that in trick in the last few minutes of the show. So just sort of being transported back in time, (laughs) I guess, to get to experience that was insane. Jordan asked, what was your favorite cast member interaction of the weekend? (laughs) I'm laughing because Jordan got to see all of them and she knows that some were better than others. It was pretty cool. I can't believe this is going to be my answer. It was pretty cool to have Chad share my picture 
so quickly after posting it, the one of, of him and James on the court, so much so that he and I actually talked about it after the game and I was able to share it with him. I offered to airdrop it to him. So he actually has the one without my watermark on it, which <laughs> I felt silly for even doing, but I knew I had lightning in a bottle and I, I had to do it. Uh, and I'm so glad I did. Once it goes to Us Weekly, you're like, yeah, I'm glad my name's on that. But Chad was really cool. He shared the picture with my watermark on it. He had every opportunity and he did tweet it a couple days later, the picture without it. But he definitely let me have my my moment, which I felt like was was pretty cool. So maybe not one specific interaction because the answer is always going to be Austin Nichols, who plays Julian Baker, because I just love him. But I would say sort of the the ongoing interaction with Chad over this picture that he clearly thought was really special. And so did a lot of you. Kayla asked for the best musical moment from this series. Well, I sort of mentioned it a minute ago, but I think Gavin DeGraw singing I Don't Want to Be in the Finale um, is now definitely carved into my brain as the best musical moment because then I got to relive it all these years later. My best friend, Melissa, who got me to watch One Tree Hill, asked what is the funniest thing that happened during the weekend. I think every interaction that I have with James Lafferty is funny. For better or for worse. <laughs> he is a really unique person. He's very kind to fans. But he's also very awkward. And he and I have just had our fair share of awkward conversations over the years. So uh, funniest, probably that. Or Chad going into the end of the basketball game, even though he wasn't supposed to be playing, and airballing his first shot, and then that making it onto Sports Center. That's up there too. Bria, another One Tree Hill friend who has become so much more than that, asked, What was one moment you wish you could relive from the weekend? Whew, that's overwhelming um, because I wish I could relive the entire weekend from start to finish over and over. I think one thing that was really special to see was Hillary stepping in for Sophia, who couldn't be there. So Hillary Burton basically hosted the fashion show that Sophia was supposed to host and tried to FaceTime her, really just went out of her way so much to make the weekend so special for fans who were sad that they weren't going to get to meet Sophia. I think their friendship is really special, and I think it's really authentic I, I loved seeing that because I am a, a believer that the true love story of One Tree Hill is, is Brooke and Peyton. So it was nice uh, and special to see the Hillary Sophia love. My friend Whitney asked, what does One Tree Hill mean to you? You guys, so it's like, that's like, what, six words and it's overwhelming. I mean, One Tree Hill means everything to me. I have friends that have become family because of One Tree Hill. I will never hear certain songs the same. I have quotes that run through my head. I have characters that I have fallen in love with. I have characters that have taught me so much. I mean, I started watching One Tree Hill when I was a kid and feel like I grew up with some of those people. One Tree Hill means everything to me. Rachel asked, what was your favorite song to hear live in Trick? It's got to be I Don't Want to Be tied with Halo from Bethany Joy Lenz because I know that's not her favorite song to sing live anymore and it was cool to hear her sing it. Okay, MKS Library asked for the best memory from the trip. I think walking into Michael Jordan Gymnasium at Laney High School it all set in of like, holy moly, <laughs> these cast members are about to come out and essentially play their characters. This is the closest thing to a reunion, like a filmed reunion that we're going to get because James Lafferty and Chad Michael Murray are wearing jerseys with a three and a 23 on the back that say Scott. Brian Greenberg is wearing one that says Jagelski. Lee Norris is wearing a t-shirt that says Ravenshoops.com. But the moment before it actually all happened, when you're still just imagining what's to come that was pretty special because now we know what came right we know we saw it it was amazing it was magical but the moment right before you don't really know pretty special 
Uh, my friend Jordan, another Jordan who's very special and wonderful, asked my favorite quote from the show and why. So this is actually one of my One Tree Hill tattoos. I have with all your heart in Melissa's handwriting tattooed on my arm. Um, it's the last words ever spoken on the show. And I think it sums up really well what One Tree Hill was really all about because it's just all about whatever matters to you most, do it with all your heart. The things you love are important. The things you love are special. Your art matters and how you do things is important. And I think just with all your heart really sums up, do everything with integrity and do what's important to you because that's really all that matters. Let's see. Britt Barger asked, what do you always look forward to the most when returning back to Tree Hill? That's such a good question because there's so many things to go experience. You know, you can you can walk into Closeover Bros. It's not Closeover Bros anymore. It's not Karen's Cafe anymore, but cool to be there. You can see if you're downtown Wilmington and you look across the river, you can see where the river court used to be. You can drive across the 6th Street Bridge. You can sign bricks at Trick. You can go see Brooke Davis's house. I think it still has a red door. So to think about what I look forward to the most, I think just the feeling of this really special secret that lives in North Carolina. I mean, I know One Tree Hill isn't a secret. This event was sold out and all the pictures were sold out, but I'm from North Carolina. So to have it here, I think there's something that washes over you and overwhelms you when you cross that bridge into downtown. And I think that feeling is what I look forward to the most. I, I think about all my friends who I've met. I think about episodes that stand out to me. I think about musical moments. I think about what it must have been like to live there when filming was happening. I think about, you know, when the cast comes back. It's not like they were filming this in LA. It's not like they're driving by filming locations all the time. So I think about kind of all those things just when I get to return. Okay, Tita Charlie said, did it feel like you were in an episode of One Tree Hill during the charity game? Was it like being one of the extras for the show or did it just feel like a good old high school game and felt like being a teenager again? This is so cool. This is such a good question. Then she said, it must have been so magical. Yeah, you're exactly right. It did feel like I was in an episode. It felt like being an extra, but it also had this like incredible sense of this is never going to happen again. And, and it might, it might, that could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but the feeling of living in this moment that would be nearly impossible to recreate, I think that's what sets it apart from kind of feeling like an extra. It definitely felt like being warped into a TV show, but I think when you're an extra, it's like, okay, we'll do this again next week, and it certainly didn't feel like that, but yes, magic is the word that I would use to describe it. Just My Reads asked, what are some places, restaurants, shop, etc., that are a must to see when in Wilmington that you would recommend? So my favorite restaurants, um, we always like to try and get to Dixie Grill. They use it as a filming location. Sam and Julian and Jack Daniels are in there a lot. It's not open normal hours, so definitely call before you go. But it's right downtown on Market. I love Caprice Bistro. I actually took myself to dinner there earlier this week, like by myself. It's a French bistro with some of the most incredible food I've ever had. Um, Circa 1922, amazing. Across the way in Wrightsville, Blue Water is really great. Tower 7 is really great. Front Street Brewery, sort of back into downtown, is great for just like a regular old meal. And then shops. So the Black Cat Shop was the CD store on One Tree Hill. So that's really fun to go in. There's a store on the corner of Front and Market called Crazy Mike's. And he has really great One Tree Hill gear. Although if you're in the market for One Tree Hill gear, Ray, who like I mentioned, does everything that pops into her head and does it well, owns OTH Merch. So look that up, OTHmerch.com and get get your, your One Tree Hill goods from there. Let's see. Mia Moral Morales? Mia Morales. Sorry, I'm like reading it as the Instagram name. What was the most surreal experience you had during your week? Basketball game. 100%. It's why it was all over the internet. Coach was there. Mouth was there. Scott Brothers were there. Nathan Scott's mom was there. I was there with my one of my best friends. And a hundreds of other One Tree Hill fans. I keep talking about the cast and the jerseys and the cheerleaders, but the fans being there is what made it feel so electric. 
Perla, uh, Perla Ramirez said, who was the cast member you were most excited to see and why? I was super excited. I've been really lucky. I've met a lot of cast members. I was super excited to meet Brian Greenberg, who played Jake Jagelski, because I've never met him. And he's sort of like a, a rare bird to see in the One Tree Hill wild. And I was also really excited to meet Robbie Jones, who played Quentin. Um, it, it helps that he's gorgeous, but also he's just like a really nice guy. And I would argue that Quentin on One Tree Hill made the biggest impact on that show in the shortest amount of time on the show. I'm like that guy sitting at the table that like no one affected One Tree Hill more than Q. Prove me wrong. Yeah, those two fellas. I'd also never met Hillary Burton and she's a whole vibe. I just want to be like her. She's like this like magical witch icon um, that I would give anything to hang out with more. Amara asked, what was your favorite Tree Hill location to see in person? Again, I'm super lucky. I've been there a lot, but I think being in Trek is wild. The Sixth Street Bridge um, that's used in the credits is very cool. The River Court isn't there anymore. Sorry if you're learning that for the first time now, but being there is really neat. And I think it's really cool that the people who live in all the houses are really kind to people. They set up little lemonade stands if you want to come take pictures in front of their house. A really fun secret is that Peyton's house and Haley's house are actually right next door to each other, which they never talk about in the show. But that's a fun fact when you get to go see locations. Uh, Kara the Duck said, favorite cast member to meet. Favorite cast member to meet is different than who was I most excited about. And I'm going to say Hillary Burton. She makes you feel good about yourself. She makes you feel heard and seen. She called me Allie with the good hair. It was just a whole otherworldly experience. And then Rachel, another Rachel, asked, what was your favorite thing that you got to do during the week? I think getting to interview Barry was my favorite thing. It was really unexpected. These weekends are crazy. They're busy. They don't always run on schedule, which is of no fault of anyone's. So you never know who you're going to get to talk to when you're in my shoes for an interview or if you're going to talk to anyone because it's not guaranteed. It's a total incomplete privilege to be able to. So I was surprised to be able to talk to Barry. I loved chatting with him. I mean, I want to pitch an entire podcast to him where he and I just shoot the shit. Um, I hope you guys would want to come listen to that. So yeah, being able to chat with him definitely was my favorite. And while we're here, thank you for all these questions. It was nice to have these to chat about, especially for things I like forgot about. Like I sort of forgot that you know, Joy and Tyler played When the Stars Go Blue together. So my um, pick to win is Britt Barger. Uh, Barger, Barger. I'm so sorry if I'm saying that wrong. Um, I'll DM you on Instagram, but you are um, the winner of the Go Ravens paddle. I don't know what to call it. Paddle is such a weird thing, but that's basically what it is. So I hope you enjoy it. And I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. It was incredible to be able to go. I feel like I am forever in debt to Ray Brittany, all the volunteers at Friends with Benefit, all the cast members, all of the guests that were there that chatted with me, that continue to pour love into this show and show up and make weekends like this possible. So if you're still here, congratulations. I have a treat for you. I am so glad that I thought to record this audio while I was there. Everyone else had their phones up to get video. But when you're a podcast person, (laughs) you don't think about video as much as you do audio. So here is the full live performance of I Don't Want to Be by Gavin DeGraw. I hope you enjoy. Thanks for being here.